Welcome to Tough Love Podcast with me, Marie Blackman, matchmaker, dating specialist and the founder of Love HQ Matchmaking. And me, Stephanie Weekin, clinical psychotherapist and relationship expert. Today, Marie, I thought we would talk about choosing a partner and all of what's within that. And um, I suppose my reasons for it, um, for thinking about this subject, particularly were that it's such an important choice and it's something we see both on my side and your side, we see people struggling with. Yeah, I think it's really important. This is what I talk to people about in their consultations all day. And I'm very fascinated as to the reason why some people choose the type of person they would like to choose. Um, and also, obviously, all the science behind it and the human behavioural side of it. So, yeah, let's exactly. Have did you know, did you know, just on a, a very simple note that we make as many as 30,000 decisions every day? Really? Now, okay. these are micro decisions, whether you'll have Heinz salad cream or mayo, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. But it's just interesting. There's a, so that's where all of a lot of the research is around that little dynamic of how we make all those little mini choices. I've read before that we can only, though, make a certain number of sound decisions a day. And that's why a lot of the CEO of the big tech companies, they wear the same clothes every day. So it takes, eliminates, to try and eliminate some of the energy. Smaller, just, yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah. Interesting. So I think that's interesting. Yeah. OK, here we go. So, Stephanie, I really think, and it has been said many, many times, the most important decision that you will ever make in your life is your partner and who you choose to spend your life with, especially if you want to have children with that person. I would definitely say people that come to me, they if they are going to, if they're still at the stage where they want to have children versus, um, you know, are coming to me after, we'll say they've had their children and are looking for a partner um, just for themselves. The decision making process is actually very different or what they're looking for is very different. And I think the person that you're with is going to affect really where you live, your happiness, your mental health, how many children you have, so many aspects. So it is a hugely important decision to make. Absolutely. Um, And I suppose when you just say it that way, I think we we both look at things in a slightly different way. And um, for me, I always think of you're looking for in the particular, you're looking for people who will improve every aspect of that. And we'll talk about that. But in the overall, I always think of you need you need someone who will bring the best out in you and allow the best out in you. In, In other words, allow you to be your best self someone who will bring joy into your life. In other words, that life is better together than separately. Yes. These are simple measurements, but they're measurements people often forget, I think. They really are. And I think as well, it's important we have this conversation because I think a lot of people when they're dating are so unconsciously wandering into it, not really yes. making a conscious decision, not really thinking about why they're looking for the type of person that they're looking for. So I think it's really important that we would just look at that. Stop. Great. I think that's a good idea to just pause because because that was our intro. Yes. Can you hear okay. my dog? No. Okay, that's good because I can. <laughs> and it's much Sorry. easier to say stop here, cut here. Yeah, it is. It? Yeah. And then, <laughs> that's and, perfect. Okay. <clears throat> so will we will we yeah. talk now about your list or will we yeah, talk yeah, about Yeah, yeah, I can talk choice? about that. Yeah. Yeah. So every time. Okay, so sorry now. So the six characteristics that everybody wants to have in a partner, it doesn't matter if they're male or female, gay or straight, um, regardless of age, anything like that. Okay, so these are the six characteristics. Someone's kind. Now, I think I always say to people when I'm saying this, not just kind when it suits them, you know, genuinely kind, genuinely, you know, has a good heart and is not just being slightly narcissistic in the moment. Um, mm. I think kindness is it's a long life together um, and someone that is. Can I kind. clarify with you, Marie? Yeah. Are you saying now these ones, are these, these ones that you're mentioning, um, are they kind of typically what people say to you? No, these are actually a given. These are the six characteristics that every person okay. looks for, whether they're male or female, gay or straight. Like they okay. kind of have to be there as a basic, you know. All right. So, okay. someone, so the six characteristics is someone that's kind, someone that's happy someone that's healthy, someone that looks after their appearance, someone that's actually got good values and someone that's ready and able to date, like is actually genuinely in the right place and timing and everything. So mm-hmm. as I said, we're kind, they're, they're genuinely kind, not just making it up. Someone that's happy in themselves, like let's face it, somebody that's not somewhat happy in themselves. Now we all can go through like a bump in the road and everything like that. But if someone's not happy in themselves, it's going to be a long <laughs> a long right. not fun life yeah it really is someone that's mm-hmm. healthy I always kind of think you know now that you've found them you want to have a long life with them but mm-hmm. um, you know and we're driven to be attracted to health 
We are, absolutely. We're, we're genetically sure. set up for that. Yeah, yeah, and you'll see that later when we come to the characteristics of what men are looking for as well. Mm. Uh, appearance obviously is very important. Now, I don't mean they have to look like an Instagram model or the front page of Vogue or anything like this. Um, that, you know, that they look after their appearance, that they can maintain a youthful appearance, I think is really important. The amount of people, and I get it every day, maybe 10 times a day is, I'm a young, and insert any age there, you know, yes. you could say a young 70, a young 35. I mean, yes. so everybody thinks that they're young, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they are young. They just feel young. No. So no. making sure that, you know, you, you maintain a youthful appearance um, good values. Maybe vibrant is the better word there, isn't it? Vibrant, yeah. But vibrant, think, healthy, you know. Yeah, I think so. But I also think, um, I think kind of keeping yourself young at heart as well. I think when you're saying yeah. vibrant. But um, isn't that vibrant? It is. Yeah, it is vibrant. But it, this you know. is definitely based off appearance, definitely. Um, yes. Well, I think that's also, you know, that the youth, you see youth is connected with um, being able to procreate. So um, as a result, people are, there's an attract, the whole attraction level is around that looking yeah. youthful, looking, yes. you know, looking like you're um, able to procreate. That's what that yes. is around. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Uh, good values. Somebody said to me day, one day, are values not kind of, you know, your own personal kind of measurement and I said no right is right and wrong is wrong and it does kind of tend to go within that you know mm. Um, mm. and then obviously someone that's actually ready to meet somebody the timing is right there's mm. no point in dating someone and they're like oh I'm not sure if I want to meet someone yet I'm not sure if it's the right timing these sort of things if they don't feel like they're ready to meet you now is not the, not the right time you're not waiting for them move on so anything else outside of that is great but I definitely would find that they are the absolute core every single time that everybody, that's what people are really drawn to. Yes. Now, it can also be broken down into two different kind of areas. So what men are looking for specifically, and these mm-hmm. are straight men, and what mm. women are looking for specifically, and these are straight okay. women. Well, let's so, do that. And yes. then let's, let's, let's broaden it out then and really have a good, good chat around yes. it. Because it's, it's in all that looking, but where do all the mistakes happen? Absolutely. So with men, when they come to me or and this was actually a study that was done with 8000 people in a survey. So for men, Mm -hmm. they the characteristics they look for is beauty, sexual Mm -hmm. openness, trust, support, intelligence and a healthy radiance. So what you're saying there about the the vibrance and, you know, the healthy side of it. What ladies are looking for is presence. And when I say presence, it's actually that they're present within the relationship. So they're not just coming on holidays with you like and on their iPad all day, that they're actually there and present within the moment. Participating. Um, Mm. Intelligence again. So intelligence is the only one, I suppose, that's kind of covers both um, men and women. Strength then, strength of physical and uh, strength of character. Um, That comes under both. Passion, direction. So a lady likes a man with good direction and, you know, that she can trust to make a good sound decision, basically. Mm. And then good Mm. sense of humor. When I say every single woman that comes to me for matchmaking asks to meet somebody that has a good sense of humor. It is the most important characteristic Mm. that every woman looks for. Mm. Well, you see, I I think it's interesting because humor bespeaks something like all of these characteristics bespeak something. Yes. to me and but when you just say humor there I mean I think it shows that people have a levity yes. um you know there has to be a joy you know if you're a person who can't laugh can't smile um and that's fine there will be times maybe when you can't but you it may not be the time for choosing partners if you're in that space and yes. I think a sense of humor is very sexually attractive um it's it's a disarming like you know cracking jokes yes. and both finding the fun in them it's a disarming kind of thing um where where you both spot something at the same time and it's rather funny mm-hmm. um and I, I I think that's part of it that there is a real a sexual attraction, Attract- attractiveness goes up um, with humor. Yes. You, you know, an interesting. We're, I know we're, we're, we're flu- well. That's why we're on a podcast because we can go yeah. around it. But um, <laughs> like we do. Do you, do you know that um, a time that people find that women find men most attractive? You talk here about you know them being competent, you know, being strong and intelligent yes. and all that. When somebody, when somebody who they see as competent, capable and all of that, um, when they see them sort of making a small error or, you know, sort of in some ways defeating themselves a little bit. Yes. That is a point of high attraction. 
This is very funny. I had this conversation with a pretty new client of mine recently and he's quite an intelligent man and we were kind of talking about what you, you know, what people are attracted to. And one of the things he did actually say is, you know, when somebody just kind of they slip up a little bit or they make kind of a silly mistake. And he said, you can automatically see their, their kind of vulnerability and their everything. I, I literally just had this conversation during That's the day, really like good. a week ago. Yeah, fantastic. Yes. So so it's more, isn't it? It's what I always think it's what's within the, those. Yes. You know, I mean, of course, we're just trying, we're trying to be helpful and help people to choose and think, think around how they choose. That's yes. what today is about. And it's how and, to make a good choice, like you were saying. And how to make, you know, Stephanie, when yes. we discussed having this podcast. Mm. And I suppose what what um, so so I mean in the ones that that you mentioned there, what, what, something that jumps out for me as well is you notice that men in, in the male list, you know, beauty does come kind of first, which is you know they're as they're as culturally set as we are culturally set, yeah. And um, and I think that men have have moved quite a, a little bit on that in that they are looking certainly the younger men of today are looking for equal partnerships. And they like to be in a relationship with somebody who has an equal kind of um, intelligence and um, way of looking at the world. And I think they do and they don't. Yes, exactly. They do and they don't because of the cultural factor in the same way that we want to be super equal. And I know we've had this conversation on the stereotypes. You know, we want we want equality and all of that, but we still want to look pretty and look good. We don't want to go around in a man's suit, you know, so it's. It's a balance, but I think it's important to recognise that in men, that men carry all of this, um, if you like, natural unconscious kind of bias in themselves and and way of thinking that has been set over so, you know, centuries. And we're all still just working our way out of that. I think it's important to remember that in the picking mode, in the picking mode. Did you see over the weekend that a girl who, um, a girl on Twitter was um, refused she was going out on her second date and it was on the examiner actually. Mm-hmm. And but I funny enough, I'd been following it on Twitter. And she just tweeted from the car park of now I'm not quite sure where she was meeting him, it was in the UK. And um, but she said she was just saying that she was really, she was really disappointed that she had had been going uh, to meet this guy for the second date. It was to be a dinner, and he had texted her on the way to say that he didn't want to meet, he what didn't want to take it any further. Um, as she was, she obviously asked maybe why. And he said, because you are larger than I thought. Yes, I thought. And he then he then I think she queried it a little bit. And I think then what occurred was he said, well, it could have been worse. I could have just had sex with you and then told you. So pretty low. So standard. She was good enough to have sex with, but not good enough to date. Yeah, although he he no, he was saying it could have been worse. He could have gone ahead. Could have, yeah, yeah. So I th- thought it was just a very interesting one. First of all, there was a lovely outpouring to her, which was yes. really nice. And she then put up photos of herself, and she, you know, she was she was lovely. She was lovely. Yeah, that you was know, very um, raw of her, wasn't it? To put up very brave of her. Yeah. She's, she's quite she's quite a funny. Um, I think she's got a she's not a comedian, but she was has a kind of funny side to her. Yes. And I think she, but I think she was utterly alarmed at the the level of support and and people recognizing quickly if you know if he would say that he's not for you, that's yeah. it. So I mean, the only thing I I found myself saying was, don't look to yourself for the answers here. Look yes. to him, recognize the behavior for what it is. But I just thought it was quite an interesting one. The physicality is way more important to men than it to is. Women. Yeah. Yeah, it is definitely. And mm-hmm. um, women more so will say to me that they, it's kind of the person as, as a whole. Now, in saying yeah. that, a good few men will say to me it's more to do with their personality. Because yeah. a lot of men will put a lot more emphasis on no drama, you know, no mm-hmm. non aggressive personality lady that's a little bit more chilled out than weight or you know physical appearance so it it is interesting to see and Mm. the type of man the type of man that said it's more important for the personality tends to be a man that has maybe achieved something on his own merit is more comfortable in who he is and not what what the guys will think if they saw her saw him with the lady that wasn't you know stunning so it's funny the type of person Hmm. Um, that they are and how they choose their, you know, who they date. Well, that's a really important point, even reverting to the guy who said you're too large for me. You know, I would have said I would have thought that a man who is, um, as you say, 
competent, confident, has maybe achieved something in um, himself, he will be making slightly different choices in the same, you know, he will be looking more for the person, the fun, the the laughs you have together, the yeah. you know the the joy that's raised together, all of that. And I mean, and and sexual attraction goes way beyond, way beyond simple physical. It does, yeah. There's physical. a lot more nonverbal and all the different things that go with this. Absolutely. Well. Yes. Now, I think most men that I would speak to, if I can just add this in, most men that I would speak to would say that it is it is what draws you to the person, yes. but that quickly it becomes something else elaborated by the personality yes. and can be overtaken and that they would see that attraction can be overtaken very quickly by personality. Yes. Even yes. if there is something that's, you know, maybe slightly not exactly um, the, what they would have been drawn to initially, but that it gets bypassed quickly by personality. And women, I think, definitely can attest to that for yes. sure. But Maraid, I think we should we should think as well, I suppose, about choice and how people, you how, how they make their decisions in life. And um, because whether we like it or not, or whether we like it or not, a lot of what we do is unconscious. We, you know, we have that list there and and that list refers to the generalized list of what people are inclined to go for. But the reality is, even when you were saying it there and you were saying, you know, to me, people look for kind, they look for happy, they look for healthy and they do. Mm -hmm. And they do when they're in a good place and when their decisions are clean and clear. But all our decisions are predicted by the decisions we have made beforehand. Yes. So the the more good decisions you make, the more likely you are to make a good decision. This is very well seen. For example, I was saying earlier about, you know, the 30,000 decisions in a day. Anybody who's trying to work, say, a healthy diet knows that if you have already thought about making a healthy decision, when you go to the press and it comes to choosing porridge or cornflakes. Yes. You're more likely to pick the porridge. If on the other hand, you you even though you've done the thinking and you want to be healthy and you're still choosing the other, the, the wrong item, if you like, the unhealthy option, there's something interrupting. What's interrupting the decision? And I suppose that's where the therapist and people like me come in. It is understanding why, even though you want to find a kind, healthy, happy, uh, guy who's able to date and ready for date. Why is it that you end up, not humorate, obviously, why is it that one ends up choosing unwisely, choosing somebody who is not nice to you, somebody who like that, that, that girl, although she only had two dates, so it wasn't too much of a waste, but you know, who will say something, I think as unkind as that. Um, so I, I think what we think of what's going on inside deeper is really important. And that's what I always find myself with, with people just going back over the decisions a little bit. What was the last choice and the one before that and the one before that. And most importantly, what was your first choice of man? It yeah. is of partner. It's almost, it's really important who, how your, how your love life began. And those stories, let me tell you, make for make for chilling, chilling uh, listening sometimes. And yes. but in order for you to understand what's driving your decisions, you need to understand what in yourself you're either avoiding or appeasing. OK. And if you can get your if you can get your little fingers on those two th threads of yourself, you you have then you have some level of control of the choice. OK. So that's where, I mean, if I can give you just a, a small example, only th this morning when I was thinking about this, I had this very gorgeous girl who, um, oh, let, let's say we'll just, we'll just call her Mary because it's so, but um, Mary came into me and I always thought she was a su super, super interesting girl. And, but she was making very bad choices and she knew it. And that's why she came to me. And the, the crisis was that she had been that say a week before. So in a situation with a guy and she knew she'd actually put herself in some danger. Yes. So she felt she was over drinking um, all the time, over drinking, only choosing guys really in a very drunken state and then often going home with them and, um, and really just not minding herself as well as she thought she should. But what really, what really transpired was that for me was that she was completely out of sync with her desire. She was all about 
um, she had quite dominant parents. She was um, she was an only child, so there was quite a lot of um, a lot of focus on her and what she was doing. She felt she felt a disappointment from them in her that they were yes. disappointed in her. So she was always trying to make up to them and please please them, but not able to really please herself. Okay. So she was lost in this part of being able to please herself. And and as a result, what happened was she would here and there, her little holding strategy would break and she would break out, drink and in many ways reach out for her own desire. Yes. And in so doing, it had become a kind of a destructive kind of pattern. And um, so in the end, we unraveled a lot and um, and. What I really found was she had chosen the career she didn't want. She was pleasing the parents at all levels and she could never be happy without doing something for herself. And what she really wanted to do, and you could see at the moment she came in because she had pink tips on her hair when she came in to me at the very beginning. Yes. And I, so I could see this creative side of her had to be somewhere. Yes. And so it came out that she really did want to be in theatre. That was what she, you know, either studying or acting, yes. directing or something. And it was just lovely as the whole thing developed. She um, she rode back on the on the acting out because that's what it is in the in the choosing badly and just working it out in a, a kind of a, a bit of a sexual oblivion. And um, and instead she started dealing with the anxiety and the difficulty and the challenge that she had, which was to make her parents respect her decisions mm-hmm. and still show them some respect. And. She did that, moved on very well, and uh, but it took unraveling, and yeah. um, and she laterally changed her job and studied theatre at night. And I just thought, the next time I saw her, which was about two years afterwards, she came back to me for something. I thought it was just one of those stark moments. She came in, and it was actually on Zoom, and the hair was all pink. Okay, so she had completely transitioned to her fun. I loved it. Yes, I absolutely loved it. She had transitioned to her own desire. And I thought I I just that's why I'm mentioning that, because our desire is very complicated and we have to give it attention in our choices. I think a lot of people, you know, they kind of wonder, you know, uh, they kind of know what half kind of what they want, but they're not yes. very clear on the vision of what they want. And so when you're wandering through life, you don't really have a path. It's like if I got into my car today and was like, oh, I'd like to go to somewhere nice now for a nice brunch and a walk. OK, mm-hmm. unless I know where I'm going, I'm going to spend half the day driving around to places that I have really no idea what I'm doing. Yes. And I'm probably not going to be satisfied to the end of the day. Whereas if you've consciously thought about it, and I think when it comes to dating and choosing your partner, I think you need to be very clear. Now, I did a full podcast on it myself, my own podcast, um, you know, how to kind of get started in the new year. And it's probably my most listened to podcast because... it it just does give a little bit of clarity as to the direction that yeah. I think you should go. You're talking about that lady there. Sometimes we can live our life through other people's expectations. And I think one thing we need to discuss is friends and family. Friends yeah. and family tend to have a huge impact in the type of person that people often come to me about. When I ask people, why are you single? For a lot of people, they will actually say to me, well... For years, I was choosing the type of person that I thought my parents wanted me to date or choosing the type of person because all my friends are going out with a professional man or a professional woman or whatever it is to kind of fit in a group. Sometimes when I say to people, tell me in your own words, the very end of every consultation, I say, tell me in your own words, the type of person that you would like to meet in case we've missed something throughout the conversation. Yeah. Very often people would say someone that would fit in with my life, basically fit Mm -hmm. in with my friends, with my family, you know, good personality so they could be comfortable in all person in all company and I think sometimes that can be just so shaped so I think having yeah. this conversation today and how to make a good choice is yes. very important yeah. uh, and I think being consciously knowing mm-hmm. what is maybe a green flag a red flag a definite yes. you know no not a deal breaker you know like a, a solid deal breaker or, you know, what there is an absolute must in order f- for you to have your happiness. And I think sometimes when it comes to deal breakers, that the older you get, the more you know what you don't want yes. than what you do want. Because you're like, well, I definitely don't want to make that mistake again, or hmm. I definitely don't want a person like that. And we actually become quite overprescribed in what we won't don't want. And so if you're really looking out for the things that you don't want, you're going to see them. 
Correct. They're just going to be, the, the things yes. you don't want are always going to be amplified. Because they're filling the space and they're filling yes. your mental space. So that's why I think you're, you're, you know, you're right. We're here swinging between the conscious and the unconscious and the con- consciously have your list and create your list, yes. but create that list also from your own life and experience because we're so individual in what we want. Also, maybe even look at your parents. Look at look at the love you feel for your father. It's important if you're lucky enough to have had a good father yeah. and a very present father who's positive with girls is a very, very good start in life. And but not everybody does have positive relationships with their parents. They can be very mm-hmm. needy and difficult and complex for people. So that can damage what you expect from people. So what I would yeah. say is make a list. What you're, what you're saying, Ray, is make the list. And I'm just saying and add to that list these things that you have learned. And it's not just about, as you say, deal breakers, knowing what you don't want. I often find what what what's really helpful for people is to try and ask them to envisage, really kind of visualize the perfect without the the issues. Just yeah. a, almost like um, almost just like a, a play play with the idea. And you know what the way I often say, play with the opposite. Yeah. Try try to pick against your type yeah. is really very useful because you are choosing along the lines of what you've chosen before. And in order to break that pattern and to to feel the alternative, you actually have to go against your own grain a little bit. Yes. Um, Will we be very specific on categories? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. No. So I think it's important that we talk about the actual characteristics that people are looking for because the unconscious can be quite difficult to control. Um, yeah. Uh, but I think the the actual physical characteristics or you know the 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 strong characteristics are important to to discuss. Yes. Um, so one thing that I would see, like, so I'm, I'll do them in order of kind of um, what I put a heavier weighting on when it comes to matchmaking. And this sometimes the first few essentially can actually completely block out a whole element of my clients straight away by how they answer these questions. Yeah. So one, whether or not they want children. Okay. So it could be obviously down to age, can be down to personal preference. Um, and I think it's important for people to realize, to, to kind of know themselves. Do I want to have children? Do I not want to have children? The amount of people that come to me within their thirties that really don't know, have not thought whether or not they would like to have children. And that's obviously going to be a huge difference as to the type of life you're going to have. I also think a lot of people, think they want to have children because everybody else are having children, but actually haven't thought themselves, do they genuinely want to have children themselves? So there is that. I think a lot of people would say, would very often answer with me as well. They would say, um, oh, I would like to have children, but, or sorry, yeah, I'd like to have children if I met the right person. I wouldn't do it on my own. Totally understandable. Mm -hmm. But also some people would say, well, I don't mind. You know, I'd have children if they wanted to have children. And like, that's really Mm -hmm. just not, that's that you not being true to yourself. No direction though in that. Yeah, you need to have thought about it yourself. So children, Mm -hmm. whether or not they want to have children is going to be a completely different direction that we go in the type of clients that I introduce. Can I say something though on on that? Do do people usually know? Um, Because... My own experience is that you don't always know you want children. You know, think, it becomes clearer with age. Yeah, I think most people that come to me in their when we late 20s, early 30s, they say yes. I think mm. very often people come to me and say they're mid 30s. They're like, yes, but only if I met the right person. Mm. And I then think um, anybody that comes to me, ladies that come to me then in their late 30s are like, yes. Sometimes they're like, I'm actually going down the route of having a child of my own. Um, everybody, a huge amount of people will say within that age group are getting their eggs frozen at this stage, um, especially since lockdown. I've heard, I have maybe had two clients oh, yes. I think beforehand that mentioned getting their eggs frozen. And now I'd say every second lady at least if not more, that come to me um, have gotten their eggs frozen. Um, Then if we look at maybe ladies that come closer to the age of 40, I think they've realised kind of what their life is like. And they're like, you know what, I would like to have it if I met the right person, but the right person would have to realise that I'm just not going to be the default parent. They would want Mm -hmm. to be actively involved in the children's life. And probably because they see a lot of their friends who they're, the the woman is the default parent, you know? So mm. that, that can mm. be, um, or, or it can be the opposite way around with men as well. Absolutely. Um, is, I think men the, that come to me in their 40s, sorry. up to about 45, 46, unless they've had kids already, they definitely want to have children. It's very, very rare that a man will come to me in his yeah. late 30s, up to about 46, 47, if they haven't had children. 
say to me, I don't want to have kids. They're, their main motivation for coming to me is like, right, let's get this show on the road. Yes. Men, men, when they're ready, they're ready to roll. They are ready. I, I just think there's a lot of compromise on that now, especially as women tend to, you know, the, the window, if you like, has got smaller mm. and smaller. And we know about, you know, the freezing the eggs and all that. But I think it has, it's definitely complicated life for yes. for females. This The fact that we're so much more educated, so much more um um, so many more years given to that. I know we've covered that before, but it just seems to come up yeah. in this context. Uh, it do, no, it does definitely. So children is one, whether or not your partner has children already, some people will say, yeah, that's no problem. The older guests especially, they'll say, well, look, you know, people have lived their lives. Some people mm. will say definite yes or definite no to that. Um, I very often find that women, if they have children, they've no problem with the man having a child already. But I often find that men, when they have children, uh, already, they sometimes suggest that they don't want to meet somebody that has a child already, which mm. I think is quite interesting. Now, I'm not saying all. So if you do have a child and you're listening to this and you're in the yes. the, the world of dating, like, you know, but just do ask them, um, uh, you know, but very often those men still want to have more children. They like feel like they've missed out on the family unit, we'll say. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they would like to get married. They would like to have a family. And so I suppose they're maybe, I don't know, there's well, you know, different reasons for it. Each has pluses, Mairead. I mean, I have to say, personally, I moved into a situation where I had one child and four stepchildren. And I thought, this is brilliant. This is a, I I actually really liked the idea. I thought, because I came from a big family and I thought, well, I don't really feel like having five children and I'm probably not going to manage that now. Yeah. But I thought, how lovely that I have some girls in my life, you know, or will have some, at that point, some girls in my life. Yes. And, uh, and And it has worked out that way. So, you know, step families are lovely. Um, there, yes. there, there's a loveliness to it. And I would say to people, you know, I, I, I think what I, of course, what I hear in things is I hear rigidity. Yes. When people, I also hear selfishness yes. when people say, I don't want kids um, for, I don't want kids. I don't mean selfish themselves, but selfish if you stop another from having a child. Yes. Um, I think that would be, certainly w- would be my feeling that if you really love somebody, you want them to be happy and you to be happy. And if children are part of that, they're part of that. So I always wonder when people have very strong views because because life is a kind of a journey and love is a journey mm-hmm. and it needs a bit of flexibility around there. So if you met somebody, for example, if you met somebody tomorrow and he had five children, mm-hmm. right? I don't think it would determine whether you loved him or you didn't. And do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand that. Yes. So so it's to be careful, I think, just about that level of rigidity. So I yeah. do have some clients that have five children and I have had people say, I don't want to go on a date with those people. Mm. So I've gone yeah, through their profile and I said they have children. And when as soon as they hear the five children, they're like, no, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So there is people do. And you say this is the thing as well. Like they would know very little about that person. because I'm telling them, obviously, mm-hmm. from what I've met. But the, straight away, they're like, I'm out. There's all sorts of things. And, and of course, they're hearing that before they meet them. Yeah, I you know see my point. The, the thing, but yeah, if you met is. somebody and you didn't know they had five children, yes. you may well fall for them. Yeah, I know. And in fairness, that this kind of ties in as well with the conversation, the, the last podcast about conversations that you should have yes. before. Like, should do you want to have children? Like, it's a huge conversation, but you often see, I'm sure, because I do, people that were with someone for three or four years. And when you ask them, why did you break up? And they were like, well, they didn't want to settle down and have family. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, how did you spend four or five years with that person? But I suppose, yeah. you know, people say what they want to hear. People change their mind. People, you know, mm-hmm. and I do think there is a kind of a hormonal shift depending on age and... Of course. What's and going I think on people, in your life? People think that the relationship will naturally grow into yes. that. And that's a very understandable error. Yes. But often relationships don't grow. They just stagnate. And that's what you have to yeah. watch. Anyway, go other ahead. Characteristics, with your... yeah, other characteristics yeah. then that I think are important. So smoking can automatically be a deal breaker. I would say very few. I'd say 5% of my clients smoke, like mm-hmm. even vape. I mm-hmm. tend to have well-educated people that are quite conscious about their life, if I'm honest. Yeah. So they don't smoke. Um, other things as well. So like, we'll just go down through here. Age. I think mm. the, it's crazy. So many people are so, like their their age bracket is so small. Like some people come to me, they're like, I'd be happy with like a three-year round window. Yes. And I'm like, oh my God, what the hell? Um, you need to age to me. That. Yeah, mm. age to me, if I'm very honest, I, it's it's completely irrelevant. I honestly, yes. now, I much further prefer an older, if I was going at any direction, I prefer 
older and I wouldn't mind how old, if I'm honest. Okay, obviously there might be, it'd be more lifestyle in the person. But when I say about some people, it is like three years and also you obviously take into the factor the hypergamy and hypogamous, which we've spoken about before. Um, women tend to date older and um, men tend to want to date younger, especially mm-hmm. if they're coming to a matchmaker. They are a little bit more prescriptive as to what they're looking for. And um, so there is the age thing when it comes to to yes. kind of the natural progression of what they're choosing. Um, have you any um well, I'll tell you the things that I think about. Yeah, on age, especially, you're thinking. Yes. Yeah. Well, on age, I think that um, the one thing I would always f- forewarn people is, I mean, I know lots of people who have a 20-year gap and 10-year um, gaps and uh, all of that. And age doesn't seem important at the beginning. Yes. But it can be more important later. Doesn't yeah. mean it's a bad thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think the bigger the gap, the greater the the difficulty later. But relationships do thrive on that age gap because somebody is more established, somebody is more mature, usually the man. Um, and I think, I, you know, I, I always say men need that time, I think, to be established and to be, uh, to, you know, to, to be themselves and to be confident and, and you get the benefit of that. So, yes. you know, there's a, a little age gap, I think, is, is useful. Um, I don't think I don't think people tend to run into particular specific problems about it. I think society more actually are the the judges, and if you like a little, you know, mm-hmm. put a little bit of pressure on. And especially if there's a two year, you know, two or three years where the girl is older than the guy, people are funny yes. about that. And I have a sister in law who many many years ago, I mean, they must be 30, 40 years married, and um, but she was a little older than um than my brother and you could see that it was being slightly hidden interesting okay. yes I know whereas now now it's slightly I think the opposite you know it's almost uh you know seen as a positive that yeah that you might be with somebody a woman might be with somebody a little younger but um so can I can I just say something that uh just on, and we'll come back to that the, the characteristics yeah. yes. but just just as it comes to my mind and it'll it'll go out of it is that I think there's there's also a few few on the like keep an eye on the characteristics, but also keep an eye on the big things. I suppose that's the way I think. And I was thinking yeah. like I would always look to people in terms of like what they say about their family, I would find yes. massively important. Especially the uh, mum. Yeah, especially well, mum, dad, anything I find and I look at especially, you know, if I was dating, um, I would I would have always listened around family, but I think it's a really important thing. You know, what people say about their family, do they like them? Do they get on with them? I I worry about people who say everything was perfect. Yes. Um, I e- equally would be concerned to be involved with somebody where nothing was right. Yes. So um, I think I'm not saying that never, but I think it's a little bit of a flag that needs to be fully looked into um, mm-hmm. on a date you know, yes. and in the beginning, because because how a person perceives family and how family can be is going to determine a lot of what we said at the beginning, the joy, the way your life is. Are you going to be better together or alone? So, you know, we I see quite often that that family and this is a match, of course, where you will see where the girl doesn't talk to her mum, for example, or has a broken down relationship with her mum. But equally, her partner doesn't talk to his family for another reason. And there's so they found each other. Yes. If you know what I mean? And that's OK, too. But they agree with each other and they don't. So they, they don't they don't have a template to build that kind of inclusive family. Yes. And not everybody can have it. But I'm just saying, I think you have to be you have to listen around that, ask questions around that. And I think, you know, another another big thing is. How Sorry, can I stop you there? Yes. I understand. OK, sometimes I think, OK, look, sometimes people are going to say I don't get on well with my mom or I don't talk to my mom or I don't whatever. OK, yes. Um, but I also think that you have to as well. um Realize that sometimes there is a good reason why people don't talk to their mom and Absolutely. Nurses. You have to like you have to listen with open ears and with an open yes. mind because some people come to me, uh, you know, and they might come back and they say, oh, he likes to go to the races, so he must be a gambler, mm-hmm. you know, and they, so they can make a very quick 
decision, decision. whereas actually he might mm. not even gamble while he's there. He might just mm. go for the social aspect of it. So like, again, w- when it yeah. comes to their family, there might be a valid reason as to why they've had to cut their family off. Definitely. And and you should explore it rather than judge it. Yes. OK, I, yes. I completely agree. But I think it's worth asking because how people feel about their family is important. Yes. Um, the other thing I would always be really, really watchful about is how people behave when they don't get their own way. Yeah. So kind of watching people's behavior, you know, in terms of, you know, when you're late, when Mm -hmm. you don't do what was expected, you know, what happens, the irritation and anger, because you're going to see an awful lot more of that down the line. And if it doesn't, if it if it's not acceptable, you know, they're, they're kind of really important little little ones. Are they generous? Yeah, they also say as well, watch how they are when you're happy. So when you're with family and friends or if you're celebrating something, do they try and bring the joy out of it? I remember getting a new car and I had really I'd saved for so long to get this new car and I'd driven my last car to 385,000 kilometers, you know, on it. And and when I tried to share that joy, it was pulled away. Now, it's not that I was being braggy about it at all. It was just that I was going to pick up my car. That was all. And. Um, exactly. It's yeah, it was. And I remember thinking in that moment, nothing is going to ruin this moment. So you're mm. going to be going before the car is. And guess what? They so were. There's, <laughs> there's a parallel list, if I may yes. say, which is how um, I know we talk about kindness and those things, and they are all important. But I suppose I think of them differently. So I think of them as how does this person deal with um, family? How does this person um, enhance joy? What do they do with my happiness yes. what what do they do when i do something that annoys them um what happens then um you know do they have enough interests is their life small or is their yes. life growing i'm a great believer in the growing as you know yes. and um you know so for me they're the enormous things i recall if i may say um this person will never be able to identify themselves but uh I've always said that you will know, and I know we've mentioned this before mm-hmm. in three three dates, you have a good idea because your your whole system is picking up all these. You're absorbing these these little not- things you're noticing. And I recall going out with a guy for a year. and But I remember on the third date, looking across on the sofa and, and a thought crossed my mind and it was just, is his life very small? Yes. And I then ignored it and pottered along for a year. And the very reason we broke up was because his life was very small. Yeah. When I, I say small, that. it was just like like his windows were closed. You know, yeah. he it wasn't going to this, he had his job. He's a very nice guy, but he wasn't going to develop. And in fact, I bumped into him recently and he's in the very same place. So I just thought it was and I don't mean that in any horrid way. I really, really was super fond of him. But I think I get that it's the Yeah, I think what I how I describe that is someone's energy, like their overall the person as a whole. Yes. And I think it's really important to look at things like I ask everybody what their hobbies and pastimes are. And sometimes, Stephanie, people are listing for 10 minutes. They're like, I do this and I do that. And I'd love to try this, but I haven't tried yet. And if I had a partner, I'd try this. And, you know, I've lived here and I've done this. Okay. And then other people, they're like, yeah, like I just watched a bit of Netflix and I used to play football when I was in school or I used to, you know, yeah. And I like a little bit of cooking and baking and, you know, it's fine. It's no problem. But I very often ask them, where's your joy? Where's your fun? Tell me what's the most fun thing you do. And sometimes they're like, just spending it with friends and family. Now, if somebody asks me what I enjoy doing, I'm like, okay, stand back there now. There's like a load of stuff, you know? Mm. So uh, there's a place for them. And I think those sorts of people work well together. Yes. So see, because you have so much joy and you have such Mm. big energy is what I would say. So Mm. the type of person you you would like to meet, yeah, of course. Yes. um, Type of person that you would like to meet is obviously also someone that enjoys maybe tennis and, you know, Mm. going away for your weekends and enjoys cooking and all these different places. Okay. Yeah. Um, So there is a place for all of those people. But if you are living your life very small and then you come to someone like myself and say, I want to meet someone that, you know, is really into fitness, that loves traveling and everything. And if I say to you, well, when was the last time you traveled? And they're like, mm, I can't really remember. If you say to them, well, where's your fun? Yes. So sometimes people don't realize that they're looking for the complete opposite to them. And yes, there is a place for people looking mm-hmm. the complete opposite to them. But I think it's very important you start living your life now. Again, yeah. a lot of people come to me and they say, uh, and when I say to them, why do you think you're single? They're like, well, because I work a lot. And so I say to them, well, if I introduce you to someone, are that you going to have time for them? And they're like, oh, no, I'll make time. And I'm like, 
you're not going to make time when you meet them. You need to make time now and then come back to me. And so it is actually aligning yourself as well as to the type of person. I think that's why it's very important that you would think as to what type of person you would like to meet. And then genuinely, you know, and truthfully looking at yourself and who you are and is the person that you would like to attract going to be attracted to who you are now because live that life now like you're seeing that mostly you see in yours yes and what what I hear in what you're saying you're saying our people you know are you living your life are you are you are you looking to the other person to fill your life rather than you shaping your life and that's what you have to do because because the world has changed you know people aren't marrying at 22 anymore it's we're equal partners in relationships and I always say Mm -hmm. there's no security in relationships anymore except happiness that's where your security lies so you've got to be able to be happy yourself I think a lot of people are waiting for somebody to come there's nobody coming there's no one coming to like whisk you off your feet there's no one now they might be might be also love bombing so be careful but there's nobody coming to say right you know what you've been really dying to go down to the York Hotel and Kerry you know let's you know, that's where we're going to go. You know, start living your life there now. If that's where you want to go, go there now. If you were thinking you're going to have all this fun when you meet them, um, mm. start doing the fun things now. If you're thinking, oh, I'd love to meet somebody that goes to all the Six Nations games, start going now yourself, you know, um, and really consciously thinking about those things. Like we we can talk all day about the yeah. types of, of characteristics that we're looking mm. at, you know, whether or not they're a smoker, I'm saying, whether or not they drink, you know, is it that relevant? The colour of their eyes or their hair. Some people are like, yeah. oh, I'd never date somebody with a shaved head, you know, and I'm thinking mm. to myself, like, why not? That's just superficial bullshitty stuff, you know? In some like, ways. What are the most important things? It's how you feel when you're with them. It's the six characteristics I thought about. I said kind, yeah. happy, healthy, looks after their mm. appearance, is ready to date and has good values. Um, location as well. Some people are like, I'll only meet someone within 10 kilometres. I'm like, why? Honestly, if I thought the man of my dreams was in London or New York or Dubai or wherever it is, but like, let's go. You'd be open to it. Figure yeah. it out. We'll do it. Zoom is, yeah. exists. People can work from home, all those different things. So I think it's very important when we're looking at who we're choosing, that we're very conscious about it. We're yes. looking at what is really important to us, whether or not we want to have children, whether or not they smoke, because, you know, that can mm-hmm. be something. The type of lifestyle they have, the type of person they are, like you were saying, are they growing? That's mm. become hugely even more popular since I started matchmaking in 2016. You know, looking at, are they into a bit of personal development? Are they always just trying to just do a little bit better for themselves? Yeah, as opposed to someone that has all these rules. I had a guy mm. come to me recently, and he says that, and he was a very nice man. But I, you know, he said to me that he like buys a Twix on a Wednesday, and he, you know, shares it out over the week because that's his treat. And I just, you know, and then he had this rule for that, and this rule for that, and it was just mm-hmm. very, um, a Rigid. lot of rules. And I have dated people before. Mm-hmm. As like I've dated a lot of people, by the way, I actually haven't. But you know, just want to say it out there, it's the same people. I learned a lot from all of them. Um, <laughs> but what I would say is, um, you know, I have been with someone before that they're like, on a Sunday, I clean my house. This is what I do all day mm-hmm. on a Sunday. On this day, I do that. I work then. I, you know, their their life was so measured. Now, if they were measured to be saving for a mortgage and buy a house, fair enough. But just to be measured to have this discipline, yeah. but with no great destination in place like mm. I remember saying to him like but why do you why do you clean your house on a Sunday and he's like well I, I like this and I like to do this and everything mm. like that so we'd spend and I said do you get enjoyment from it or like what is the thing and he's like no I just this is what I do this is mm. what my mum did and this is what I do and mm. I remember thinking to myself like that's a lot of time on your Sunday, your only day off. Would you not just get yeah. a cleaner, you know, or something yeah. like it's it just and it wasn't my place to say it. But like as yeah. a result, then I knew, OK, if I was with this person, this would be part of my Sunday. Yeah, so exactly. Part of my Sunday, you know. So so as you say, it's very rigid. That's very rigid. And, yeah. and it's his so way. And he needs somebody. Small who can fit into that and and who who is very comfortable in that. Mm-hmm. But the most most important thing what I'm taking out of all this is. You've got, you know, the the list there that is very, very, how would I say, very generic. Yes. Yes. Then people need to write up their own list. And when they're writing up their own list, and it's not just of what you don't want, it's what Mm -hmm. you do want. And you have to know, in order, if you want to make a good list, 
you have to know what makes you happy. You have to know what brings you joy, not just what you don't like. What do you like? Because I find those people, as you say, they're very good on the no's, but they're not so good on the yeses. What arises out of you yourself? What can you generate? What is important to you? And uh, I mean, being a pleaser and expecting other people to fill all those gaps in you is just not reasonable and it won't work out. Um, And the key thing I would say is remember choice. Making good choices is a habit. And be careful if you're in a rut with bad choices, because there may be something interfering there that you're not putting your finger on. Try the opposite is something, again, I would also say. And in the choosing, if you're in a in a, a dating situation, if I can say, and I know I'm not the dating expert here, but I would say, listen to yourself. Listen to how this person makes you feel in this moment. Ignore nothing. Have fun. Try to find the joy in it. And if it isn't there, move on. Yeah, I think as well, um, making sure, asking yourself why you make the choices you make as well. Yeah. You know, if really, I think sometimes I get people coming to me um, that are, say to me, they're Catholic, but non-practicing. Okay. So just religion. And I don't really like talking about religion and politics and all that sort of thing when it comes to dating. Mm -hmm. But when they, they say then they would only like to meet someone that's the same as them. They haven't well, then it's important the to them. Time. Yeah, but they haven't been to mass. And you ask them actually, you know, why? And they're like, well, because I'd like to get married in a church. Might be the parents, might be. See, and that's it. So then think your about the bigger thing. Are you going to cut yeah. someone off that could potentially be a great partner for like the, the hour and a half in church for the day you mm. get married? Like if you actually ask them, then are you going to get your child christened, communion, all of those mm. sorts of things. Mm. So it's... it's looking at the really important things, I think, is, is the most important thing. It's kind of, isn't it? It's looking at the important things. It's having an awareness of them because that means you know yourself. But in the moment, you have to be able to let all that go and let the person in front of you be present and be present to them and see what's really there. Because all those little no's, no's, no's and yes, yes, yeses can confuse you, I think, as well in the moment. You know, let them bring you to a good place. But in the time of that date, I think you have to let all that go personally and just hover, hover more, try and tune in more to what it is you feel, how this person is making you feel and how you are responding to them. To me, that's where it all is. Funny, I was just about to say how make you feel. A lot of people at the moment are trying to manifest their perfect partner because we hear a lot about manifesting and the dream person that you want to be with and everything. And actually, what you're probably best to manifest if you are looking at something is how you feel when you're with them, how you feel when you're without them and how they make you feel. And that is more important than any of the characteristics that we can talk about. It doesn't matter about age, location, anything like that. It's how you feel all of the time with them as part of your life do they enhance your life or do they not enhance your life that's it and we if anybody's ever listened to Esther Perel you know she often talks about your person might not take every single one of your boxes Mm -hmm. um you know and that's why we have communities that's why we have people in our lives and I think it's very important as well if some people say to me they're very picky or they're very choosy when I ask them what why they're picky and they're why they're choosy and everything they're Mm -hmm. asking they're looking for someone that ticks every single box and especially anybody that is doing online dating there is the parity of choice and essentially what that means is the more choices you have the, the the higher the risk of you making no choice at all yeah so don't yeah. get caught out. Don't get caught out looking for this perfect person. You're not perfect. They're not going to be perfect. Yeah. They are only there to enhance a certain element of your life. That's what a lot of your friends are for, your family are for, or for maybe other things. You yeah. can't just expect one person to be everybody because you are not everything to them either. Maraid, I think that's a perfect place to end this. Yes. I completely agree with you. Look, you cannot get everything from one. I always say that. Don't ask your partner to fill every gap in your life. It's not up to them. Get get your own life in order and together it should be a happier, twice as happy kind of place. Good luck with all that. Perfect. Thank you, Stephanie. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>